This is Music Respawn. I'm Kate Remington with Marty O'Donnell. It's always great to have a chance to talk to you. I love talking to you, Kate. It's been a while, uh, but uh, it's so wonderful to, to get a chance to talk to you again. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to be talking about this incredible Halo Choir project that I just found out about a week or so ago, thanks to some tweets from you and Ben England, who created this, what's going to be basically a worldwide choir of, he's hoping, 10,000 or more people singing the Halo theme. It's just, it's going to be so cool. And how how did you guys come up with this idea? Oh, I, I had nothing to do with it. Um other than, you know, writing the melody and being the first one to actually sing it in the world <laughs> in my car in 1999, um, almost exactly, it was July of 1999 that I, I did this. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just opened an email one day and it was uh, basically the people from the Choir of the Earth, Ben England and Mark they contacted me uh, and said that they had this idea to do the world's biggest Halo choir. And I'm, you know, would I, would I talk to them about it? And I said, of course, I'll talk to you about it. It sounds amazing. And um, so, yeah, it happened for me. It happened pretty fast. I didn't find out about it much more than a couple of weeks ago myself. Um, and so uh, we talked about it last week and, and this, the, I, uh, Apparently, Choir of the Earth has been doing some great stuff with Ben England, uh, conducting people online and then collecting uh, videos from iPhones and whatever way you can do it and uh, putting together choral works, Handel's Messiah and Mozart's Requiem. I, I don't know, all sorts of amazing choral things. Yeah. And I guess they decided it would be interesting to start something called Game Choir and do choral works from uh, game music. And apparently the engineer who they're working with, who's of course in the absolute perfect demographic, uh, when they asked him, well, what, what should be the first thing? He said, immediately he said, Halo. <laughs> so I thought that was very cool. So that's that was not my idea. I, I'm thrilled to see that somebody's thinking about this and, and taking on all the logistics. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's really cool. And I, I you know, we'll go into the details of, sure. you know, specifics and stuff in a little bit. But just backing up just a tiny bit, you mentioned writing it in the car. And for maybe the one or two people who haven't heard the story <laughs> of, of how, how you came up with this theme in the first place, maybe you could like retell it. Well, I, I tell the story pretty much the same way every time because it's it's just the way it happened. It was a desperation thing. We, we had a weekend to uh, come up with a Halo uh, music track for Macworld 1999 in July, which you know introduced by Steve Jobs. And we knew we were going to be able to show Halo for the first time to the world at that moment. And it was an opportunity uh, to do music for it, even though there was no ability for us to play any sound or music out of the computer that was running the build. So it was a live build of the game. So I had said, well, why don't you just let me write a music track and we'll play it on a CD at the same time. So that's what we did. I had a weekend to come up with it. I was driving to Mike Salvatore's house where the studio was in the basement our studio had burned down the that january so we were oh, back yeah. in mike's studio working out of his basement and i was driving over there we were gonna we knew we were gonna record on monday morning um at hinge studios which was a nice studio in chicago 
And I had already planned on hiring some string players and bringing tracks in and getting some singers. But I didn't know what they were going to do. So uh, Joe Staten, uh, who's the writer for for Bungie at the time, uh, told me um, that we needed to create an atmosphere where people were felt mysterious, ancient, and epic. So I was thinking, ancient needs to be Gregorian chant monks. And I just need to come up with a good melody. And so that's what happened. I came up with a melody in the car. Dorian is a good monk chant scale. So I was singing Dorian uh, scales up and down. And then I thought a good melody is Paul McCartney's Yesterday, Yesterday, da 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 Dorian, da 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 So there you go. That's how that came together. I walked into the studio where Mike was and I said, okay, we got to do monk chant and epic cellos and percussion, and then we'll end with a monk chant. And he's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So, did he like have the manuscript papers standing by, or how did you guys like? Work oh no, out no, the notation and stuff. Well, we I always go to the keyboard and the digital audio workstation and go right into the sequencer, and we work all the stuff out in the sequencer and start recording the tracks. And then on Sunday, I I come back in and uh, uh, start printing out parts for each of the each of the parts and i think what i would do back then was export midi files from studio vision which i think was the program i was using and go into another program called encore which could take the midi file and uh make it look like you know printed music so it, it was relatively primitive um comparatively so, and I remember not even bothering to try to put any sort of uh, bowing or phrase markings or anything else. I just hand wrote all those in on the parts and brought them into the players the next day. So we would go on Monday, we went in with uh, stems, all the musical stems put together, laid those up. And that's sort of the click track for the orchestra and the choir or for the singers. And I think I've probably told you this before, but it was three other guys, uh, three jingle singers, um, <laughs> singers who had worked with us for years and had probably just worked with us on Mr. Clean. So the guys who were Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Now we're singing. Oh, so. That's so brilliant. It was it was kind of remarkable how fast the whole thing came together. Um but we that's what we were used to doing. We were used to doing commercials, you know, commercial music for TV, you know, getting an assignment on a an afternoon and recording it the next morning. So um, some the turnaround time could be really fast. Everybody in Chicago that were recording musicians were on call, ready to come at the drop of a hat. So. Oh, that's so cool. I just watched that keynote with Steve at Macworld where Halo was revealed for the first time. And honestly, yeah, I had yeah. chills. And I mean, how did how did you think when you saw it for the first time? Well, very few people know this, but like we I gave the CD to them Monday midday because they were getting on. So we've recorded it Monday morning, you know, wrote it Saturday, got the parts ready on Sunday, recorded it Monday morning. The dress rehearsal was in New York on Tuesday. And so the guys at Bungie were getting on a plane Monday afternoon. And uh, I gave them 
I played the CD for them, gave it to them, and they left. Uh, and then I heard later that night, I got a call from Alex Seropian, who was the founder of Bungie. And he said, yeah, Jason Jones broke the CD. He dropped it out of his case and it oh, broke. No. You have another one. So I had to rush to the airport Monday night with the only other CD that was made that day. If you remember in 1999, it wasn't like falling off a log to make CDs. You know, it was kind of a yeah. cool thing that you could burn your own CDs. Mm -hmm. And so Hinge Studio had burned two CDs. Uh, you know, Mike had the second one. So I had to make a transfer. I had to like find Mike, get him to meet me at a parking lot and hand me the CD. It was like some sort of nefarious drug transaction in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> so he has me the CD. I, ru I rushed to the uh, O'Hare, get it on a plane, got it in their hands that Monday morning. Steve Jobs heard it at the dress rehearsal and basically said, great, this is nobody has to talk. Just do that. <laughs> and because uh, we were worried that like Steve wanted Jason to talk through the whole thing. But when he saw the presentation with just music and the the game playing, he was like, great, no talking, just play it. So that was that was always my hope and plan was like, this should just. This will sell itself if people get to watch this game on a huge screen in a dark theater and have the music playing as loud as possible. So, <laughs> so what happened was I wasn't there. I was not in New York. I was still in Chicago in my home in the suburbs. So the live stream of the, of Mac world 1999, which, you know, not that many people in 99 could live stream. This was not a normal thing. Yeah. And so I, my little, you know, Mac, I forget what my home computer was. It was, I think it was a Performa, if anybody remembers that. Um, I had, you know, the dial-up modem and logged in, going to see the Steve Jobs live stream of the, of the keynote. And it was this little postage stamp sized video on my <laughs> computer with like really bad compressed audio. So when it got to the Halo thing, you know, I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping everything goes well. Because the other thing is, Jason would hit the space bar on the computer, which started the script playing of the game demo. And at the same time he hit that, somebody had to hit play on the CD. So there was no, the synchronization was very, very loose. It was in general, hopefully things will hit. That's the way it was. <laughs> and uh, it just seemed a lot cooler than, you know, we had designed. It just came off really well. <laughs> but what I remember doing is is watching that in the morning because it was we were, you know, an hour earlier, whatever it was. And, you know, hearing the crowd react at the end, I was able to hear the crowd in the in the theater react at the end of that. And I thought, okay, it all went according to plan. <laughs> plan. <laughs> uh, it all went well. And the crowd went nuts. I mean, the crowd really loved it. And then later on throughout the day, there would be other. I think we all got a bunch of us at Bungie. Uh, I went down to Chicago and, and you know, went into the, the Bungie offices and, and everybody was celebrating. 
And then Apple invited us to one of their, I think they had a store on Michigan Avenue. Hmm. And so a whole bunch of us went there and we got to see the actual high definition taping of the 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 event. So then we got to hear it with on a really big screen with nice speakers and the whole thing and and see the crowd react and and that was such a thrill. We we kind of knew at that moment um that we were onto something that that could be pretty good. And if we could figure out a way to get this in people's hands, you know, we might sell 500 600,000 units that's that's what we were hoping and maybe people would still play it like 6 months after we shipped you know that's what we thought would be that would be super successful well that would have been it would have been super successful for because a lot of games didn't have that kind of life or get that kind of um you know number of players or anything and i yeah. think one of the things at least for me that really struck me at the time was the soundtrack isn't anything like a typical soundtrack for a science fiction you know project or film or anything it's it's romantic and ancient and you know i compare it to like system shock 2 which is like really synthy and electronic and that just came out like a year before halo so this was like almost musical whiplash to hear this really rich <laughs> musical world <laughs> well you know that's that's interesting i you know i you know, guys like Jeremy Soule and, and, and others were experimenting and getting live or, you know, big orchestras into games. And, you know, we had already on myth, we had sort of played around with a lot of orchestral samples and um, vocal samples. But this was the first time that we, you know, we were able to get live players and live singers and and just that style. The style wasn't as much of a shock for me. I had done you know, we had done some commercials that had the the feeling of monk chants in it. And yeah. we had done some other stuff. So for me, it was like I and of course, I had been in uh, in my when I got my master's from USC, I was in an early music ensemble. And, and you know, so chant and, and medieval and Renaissance music was something I was I loved and I was very familiar with. So it it you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to do something that it seems really, really different. It just seemed this is the best way to sound ancient. This is the best way to sound epic. And uh, that's what came out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was well, fun now... because it's like I didn't want I didn't ever want to like, oh, I need to think about sci fi as a genre or games as a style of music. It's like, no, music is music. I can do anything I want. Um a story is a story. Emotions are emotions, and there's no reason to feel handcuffed in any way. So um, that's why that was. Yeah, and and it it's such a perfect fit with like the ancient structures that you come upon, you know, from the forerunners and all of that. And so it gives a sense that this is a, a civilization or you know species or whatever an era that's been going on for thousands of years. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day, but I think I've I've been saying for the last 20 years probably that Joe said ancient epic mysterious and I think he might have said ancient epic alien. Hmm. And I think I changed at some point I changed alien to mysterious because <laughs> it's easier to explain, but I I my memory of course it's so long ago, my memory can be faulty, but Ancient epic and alien works too. I mean, we we that was another element that needed to be part of the emotions of that trailer. So, 
Yeah. Well, since the after the trailer, you know, dropped at at Macworld, did you have a chance to go back and re-record the choir, or is it you and Mike and the three session singers on the soundtrack? Um, that's the soundtrack. That we did. We never re-recorded that. As a matter of fact, the stems of the the cellos, the violins, the percussion, and the singing, uh, I use those stems. We use those stems in subsequent recordings i mean all the way probably through halo 3 wow. um and it's at of course you know as we if, when we got to halo 2 uh, yes for halo 1 if you hear oh if you hear the monk chant that's me and mike and three session singers always <laughs> and, and that's the one that sort of sticks in people's heads and it has a certain quality to it that you can tell when it's re-recorded. It's really funny. It's like, oh, that's not the original recording. And uh, but, but on Halo Two, we had more choral music, and I, I had my wife uh, conduct a bunch of new choral stuff that I had composed, and we had a bigger choir in Seattle. And at some point, we I think even during that session, we might have re-recorded the Halo Monks, um, thinking that. Now it would be, uh, you know, it had to do with like Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA and all these other things that they Microsoft wanted monks that weren't had no union affiliation. <laughs> and uh, so we re-recorded it, but people felt like, no, it it didn't have that same exact feel that the original recording had. So um, we kept using the original recording um, for years. And I mean, I still... I'll still hear it, especially on on people's, um, you know, Twitch channels and YouTube channels. And anytime people make stuff, if they use the recording, they almost always use the one that we made in 1999. Um, yeah. So the, the original and best, I guess. You <laughs> <should>. <laughs> well, certainly, you know, from an emotional standpoint or nostalgic standpoint, um, the original seems to stand the test of time. Um, whether it's the best or not, I, I, it's hard to tell. It's just that that's what people remember hearing the first time. And it, it has a, it resonates for some reason. Yeah. Now you keep saying like, the, did you remember watching this in 1999 or did you just watch rewatch it? No, I just rewatched it. Oh, okay. I, I found it on YouTube. So, um, okay. so, but yeah, if anybody's curious about it, there are quite a few, even high def, uh, versions of it. So oh, I haven't seen a high def in years. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, the, I, I want to get to the details of how people can be part of this, hopefully, 10,000 voice choir, because um, it's really going to be amazing. And so if people go to gamechoir.com, you can sign up and be part of it. And then Ben is going to be actually teaching people their parts, which is really pretty cool. Very um, cool. So. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be pretty easy. It's just single line melody and you don't have to be great you don't if you know as a matter of fact even if you are horrible you should just give it a shot because <laughs> with this many other people in the choir it's uh it's gonna be fine so i think just to be able to say hey i participated in this i just signed up today by the way i was uh, gonna ask if you're gonna be one of the voices yeah they I, they told me they wanted me you know i said should i can i sing too and they said oh please do but i didn't sign up until just this morning it was very easy I just stuck my name and email in there and uh, now i'm going to be part of the choir um yeah i think on july 10th at some you know time you, you can yeah it's like seven it's 7 p.m british time which is 2 p.m eastern time and 
11 a.m. Pacific time, just oh. to kind of give you a, a that's a good. You know. That's good. So, and then I think yeah. all that is is you don't have to sing at that point. I think Ben is just going to walk through and sort of conduct each of the parts so everybody knows how to sing what they're singing, and then. You know, as soon as possible, I think you still have a number of days to mm-hmm. do on the iPhone or your computer or your, you know, iPad or whatever you have. Android, just record yourself singing that part. And, you know, the thing is, is two things. I And I haven't talked to Ben about this, but we did talk about the fact that don't go in the bathroom. Don't go in a cave. <laughs> we don't we don't want reverb. We, you know, I, this is it's always people don't realize this, but it's m- so much easier to work with voices that are about as dry as mine is right now, you know, just no echo at all. The echo will be added later and the, the great chorus effect of this many voices will be amazing. Um, that's easier for them to work with. The other thing is there's no words. So all you have to do is do awe. And uh-huh. I haven't said this to Ben yet, but it's like the, the vowel sound for this kind of thing is not ah, and it's not oh, it's ah, sort of like awesome. So it's mm. ah. A lot of people think that's ah, but that would be ah. See, that's it's a much a rounder flip. sound. Yeah. yeah. So just round your mouth, not as much as an o, not as flat as an ah, ah, awesome. Yeah. So hopefully and, he'll and... explain that. I should I should tell him. <laughs> explain that because that's what i explained to my guys when i yeah when I first... sure. well see this this is the best part about having a composer right there because you can <laughs> you, know, you can't ask beethoven stuff like that but you'll, you'll be there to... well thanks <laughs> <laughs> but also you can get a copy of the of the sheet music there as well and i i saw on, on twitter today you kind of threw down the gauntlet to jen taylor yeah who's the voice of cortana so maybe she'll be one of the voices too well she said she's going to do it i mean i'm i'm trying to get steve downs too uh you know i i i don't think steve fancies himself a singer but nobody has to be a singer as a matter of fact if you're just a bass and and i mean not just a bass basses are essential but if you're a bass and you don't want to sing the melody and go up as high i think the highest note is a is a d above middle c so it's not very high but for some guys that seems a little high uh, you can just sing the low E just as a drone. Uh, you know, that's all you have to do is that. <laughs> um, so he's they're they're not doing just the men, the monks singing the melody. They're having the women an octave above, but in parallel mm-hmm. and a, a low drone E from the basses. So I think that's going to be great because that is one of the ways uh, I recorded it. I think yeah. by the time we did Halo 2 or Halo 3, we had recorded it that kind of way. And there also is in the original recording of the full orchestrated version, I'm pretty sure there's a low E drone underneath the, the monk singing. So, yeah, boy, I'm glad I don't have to master, you know, 10,000 voices into a well, single track. But... See, I mean, that's the other thing is no one would have conceived of such a crazy idea even just a few years ago. Um, because the logistics of handling this many digital files and putting them all in, it's the computers today and the digital audio workstations, you know, can do this. The fact that you can actually figure out a way to, to combine all this together and, and make a mix out of it is uh, because of t- today's technology. And I think it's, 
I'm really looking forward to seeing how it sounds. Like, what in the world is this going to sound like? And I mean, 10,000 voices, that seems insane. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, will we get 60 voices, 140 voices? I don't know. That's still huge. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. get, getting into the thousands, I think that's, I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's, it's an ambitious goal for sure. But, you know, if you don't set goals. It is. You know, <laughs> but, you know, I just to wrap up, I have talked with so many composers for this series who say that their inspiration for becoming game composers was hearing that Halo score. And mm. I'm just wondering, you know, how how you feel about being such an inspiration to, you know, so many composers. Well, I mean, of course, you know, I've had my own composers that I was inspired by, so I never expected people to say that but i've talked to a bunch of composers who've told me that younger composers and i'm just like i'm so grateful that i was able to do stuff you know early enough and kind of that that you know they thought was influential enough that they either were inspired to to change and go into the industry or to start studying and be music majors and everything else and you know, time passes really fast. I don't know, Kate, <laughs> if you've noticed this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like yesterday to me that I was in the car doing that melody, speaking of yesterday. Um, so I can't believe this many years has gone by, 25, 24 years already. It's It seems incredible. But the fact that it, you know, the game itself is, I, I, I always say this because I, you know, pieces that I've written, I might think are better and cooler and greater and all this other stuff, but they weren't associated with something as globally successful as Halo. And and when you when you attach music that you've done to something that is that popular, um, that's when you get, you know, you get the people remembering and the, you know, people saying things like iconic and all these other things. But it's like, I don't think the music itself can do that. The music has to be attached. So it was the right music at the right time at the right place. So that's the way yeah. it feels to me. Oh, that's so great. Well, I cannot wait for the the final version of this. <laughs> and, and I really appreciate you taking some time to, to talk about it and, you know, sharing some backstories too. So Marty, thanks oh, so much. Thanks, Kate. It was, a, it was a pleasure. Wonderful talk to you. <laughs>